Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome to the live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. We're going to skip the music tonight, have some technology issues with music, but that's okay. We're actually in the process of... of getting some new music from um, an up-and-coming artist, female artist. I'm excited and waiting on that music, but we're just going to get right into tonight's show. So thank you all for tuning in to part two of Spiritually Drowning. On the first show, we actually um, discussed, are you spiritually drowning? So we presented it as a question. So hopefully for those of you who listened in last Monday that you've taken some time to ponder that question and hopefully be honest with yourself about where you are spiritually and do you see yourself as spiritually drowning. Maybe not now or maybe you felt like that before, but that's tonight's topic, and again, it is part two. I'm still trying not to do a part three on this, but the deeper I get into this, it's just so, so very important that we truly, truly get this. So we'll decide after tonight how how we go forward, if there will be a part three. But I'm going to try to finish this up tonight, all while keeping you just, um, just an hour, hopefully. So before moving on, I want to remind you that uh, the chat line is not open. How about that? Let me open that right now. So it is opening as we speak, and for those of you who are listening online, remember that you can uh, comment or submit your questions by way of chat, or you can simply call in at 818-691-7406. If you are listening by phone or decide to call in, you must select the number one to present your comment or questions, and the way that I will pull you in is by providing the area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. So I'll give those numbers out. You'll hear that, and what you'll want to do is just quickly move into your question or comment. Can't go forward without reminding you of the trash can concept. Uh, Again, so, so very, very important. The the deeper I get into my growing and my transformation, the more it it seems like I feel like I'll kind of get over one or two things and, it's like the Word of God. I'm going to say the Holy Spirit for for um, for tonight's show because that's what we're focusing on, uh, the Holy Spirit. But since the, the deeper I dig, the more I understand and I recognize and I feel how um, how how easy, how easily we keep up with things that we just store stuff, even trash. We store stuff in our mind keeps up just like the trash can, we know where to go without thinking about it. We just automatically go to where it was because our mind, our thoughts have have stored that information. So the more I continue to grow, and I'll tell you, these last few weeks, I'm through trial, tribulation, and, and all kinds of things, but it's so wonderful to be on the other side 
of those things and still have your peace. It's so wonderful to get on the other side and realize that when God says count it all joy, pure joy, because it is simply and truly just another opportunity for him to say, see, I have you. See, it's okay. Someone has been blessed through this. You've learned. You've grown. So it is so wonderful to get on the other side of your obstacles and still keep your peace, still look for God, still say, where are you, God? What do you want me to get out of this? If Maybe it's not you. Maybe someone else is supposed to get something out of it. I say that to say, before going into the trash concept, we have to be willing to allow God to use us. We have to be willing, well, we have to understand and have faith that when God says, I will order yourselves, that I will never leave or forsake you, we have to know that word so we can apply that word and we have to have faith in that word. If you don't have that, then you need to pray more, read more, and look for God more in your situation because that is, that is part of the foundation. Whatever house you're building, whatever you're, you're building, and, and we are, those of you who listen to this show, you're, you are building your life for the kingdom. So if, if that's what you're doing, you have to apply those kingdom principles to your life. And that's what this show is about. As I get deeper, I explain that more um, as to the root of of people of God spiritually drowning. There's a reason for that that we we choose to overlook. And I'll get more into that. But uh, just for the sake of our new people, the trash can concept is we ask that you move your trash can from its old location to a new location. Now, it's not the trash can something, but as you move it or when you move it, be mindful, monitor the number of times that you return to the old location. So whatever it is that you decide to move, be be mindful of how many times you return to its old location. So kind of monitor how long it takes you to adapt to that change. How long does it take you to no longer go to that old location and begin to go to the new location. So do that, monitor it. Um, I shared last week, and I'll be brief in this, but I shared last week that um, I recently, a few weeks ago, um, parked my, cleaned out my garage, finally, thank, thank, thank the Lord, but Brandon came over and, and two of his friends, and, and we just dug deep into it and got it all. So I parked my truck in the garage, but for the last, I don't know, maybe six years, if not longer, longer than that, maybe, I've not been able to park in my garage. But I, for the first, a number of times I'll say that, I don't know exactly how many, but I would still go out the front door, turn my alarm on, go out the door, and my truck's not out there. My truck's in the garage. So now i got to come back in, and a few times I thought someone had stolen it. So even just, just again, it allowed me, and because I'm on this, this thought process and what we think about, I instantly thought, man, we really do keep stuff. We really, really do. Now, I finally got it, thankfully, but what I think you will find is the more you apply this, the more you start to recognize when you, when you are doing those things um, 
when you're when those habits are produced by those thoughts and those actions and so forth, you'll start to recognize and start to think more about your thoughts. And remember, we sow a thought, we reap an action, we sow an action, and we reap habits. Habits. We sow habit and we reach reap character, and our character becomes our destiny, our future, where we're going. So as as you think about your thoughts and start to um, getting a little bit ahead of myself, but as you think about your thoughts and start to capture those thoughts, that will that will kind of give you a glimpse of where you're going. For instance, if you realize that I'm a negative person, I'm always thinking negative thoughts. You're going to end up in a negative place. Rarely do, if you're headed for California and you take the route to California, you're going to end up in California unless you take a detour or do something different. So just to go back a bit on that, um, habits are those small, or they can be, and that's I want you to focus on those small ones because as you start to focus on the small ones, you will start to recognize the bigger ones. But habits are those small, those inconsistent things that we just do without thought process. They just become words that mean the same as habit is your pattern. They become routine. They become tradition. So they're going to become your life, period. And words that mean the same as character is your personality. Who are you? Who are you? No one knows better outside of God who you really are. And we rarely allow people to see who we really are. We rarely tell people, hey, I am spiritually drowning. In spite of going to church, in spite of reading my word, in spite of praying, I am spiritually drowning. And as I mentioned last week, again, just for our new people, and good to always hear this again, as much as I say, you know, okay, I got it, this is the show I should do, it it ends up being for me. Like I'm just, I have dug so deep into this show um, I need to kind of go back and see if I've, if I've dug into any show any deeper than this. And it just keeps going. It keeps adding on. But thank God, again, it's needed. And not that I, I was spiritually drowning, but it's just like, um, how can I put it? Not spiritually drowning, but, but in the water, I'll say that. In the water, I felt like I was in the water. And there was a time in my life I certainly felt like I said last week that not I wasn't spiritually drowning. I had went in the water, drowned, and no one knew I was out there because they didn't see me go out there. So if we all would be honest, we've been there. If you haven't, please tell me what you're doing. Tell us what you're doing. Um, And we will have those ups and downs. But the, the important part to remember here is that Jesus walked on water. So this is like having a father who can walk on water, and he sits and watches you walk in the pool or the the ocean. He watches you go under. You would have no worries. You would go in the water even if you couldn't swim. And that's how we need to start looking at life, is that I am the head and not the tail. I am a conqueror. I have already won, no matter what happens today, because if I'm in... If I'm operating, I'm doing the will of God, God says, I come that you have that you will have life and have it more abundantly. I will order yourself. And that's the main one to remember. In whatever you go through, 
what the problem is, and again, I'm getting a little ahead, but what our issue is, I'll say issue rather than problem, uh, what I think we have issues dealing with is we know, we know, because, again, no one knows you better or knows who you are more than God but you. No one but you. So I think what we do is we, we understand that we are not fulfilling our duty as people of God. We are so easily, uh, or we will so easily say, and again, talking to myself as well, we will we will hold on to God is not done with me yet. And yes, he is. He is not done with me. He's not done with you. But what I'll say is we should not be serving God for 10 and 15 years and still doing the same old thing. And okay with it. Let me say that. And okay with it. Some people will continue to do it, never feel any conviction by it. And if you don't feel conviction by your repeated sins, then you need to pray more. I need to pray more. I need to read my word more. Because the more you stay in it, the farther you get away from from God. Not that God leaves you, but you know that you are not holding up or holding yourself accountable to a gracious God, a God that says, "Those who love, for if you love me, you will obey my word. You will keep my commandments." So for for I, I, I for me, I'm just sick and tired of people of God, myself included, saying that, "Okay, I can just keep doing this. I can do this." This is not hindering me. When you are doing things repeatedly, again, I want to make sure because I don't want anybody to be wrongfully convicted. It is when you can do things and just say, well, it's just it's just me. It's just how I am. But you are not you anymore. You belong to the Most High. You are a child of the Most High. It's like I said last week, I can remember specifically and, and I'm sure they said more, but I just remember people would say, that's Mr. Gator's granddaughter. And it, at that time, it didn't mean anything to me. Um, but the older I get, and, and we should grow wiser, particularly when you're growing in the Word, and you have, um, being a mother, I think, is the most absolute best lesson in the world. Because as a mother, you want you, you feel like your children represent you and who you are. Now, I'm not saying that's right, but that's how you feel. And as children of God, we represent the Father, the kingdom. And God wants us to, to be disciples. He wants us to lead people to Christ. Well, if people are looking at me and I am an example I, I'm not perfect, but if they see me just constantly, constantly doing the same thing, not growing, spiritually not growing in every area of my life, they're probably going to say, mm, why would I want that? And as, as people of God, we seem so beat down consistently, and that's not who God is. And I personally feel because we are holding on to excuses. Two, continue to do what we want to do, period. So moving right along, I think I left off. Um, so I have it read character. Character equals equals destiny. 
And words, uh, I gave you the words that mean the same as habit. Again, pattern, routine, and tradition. And your character is just basically your personality, which I've said that. But your destiny is your fate, your purpose. And many of us don't focus on our purpose. We don't work to operate or to live in our purpose. And so we're, we allow so many things to beat us down, to beat us up, so many things. And we feel like we're drowning. So think about what I just said about your thoughts and how how um, your habits are, they create your actions. But everything comes from a thought. Everything comes from from a thought that's been planted. So how often do you, or let me ask you this first, to ask yourself, think about how often a thought enters your mind. And as I think about that, I don't. There are things that just pop in my mind that I'm not. I'm not really thinking about. I can be taking a shower and my mind is racing. I can look at TV deep into a movie, and my mind. There are thoughts in my mind that I don't know half the time where they come from. Why am I thinking about that? I can just be cooking. And thoughts just running through your head for me. So that that tells me that we need to, without a doubt, as the word tells us, we need to demolish argument and and every pretension that sets itself up against up against the knowledge of God, and that we should take. Every thought, it doesn't say one thought, it doesn't say every other thought. It says we should take every thought to the obedience of Christ. So what if we did that? What if we did that? I recall myself doing that this past Friday. I literally had to say, and it was a blessing in more ways than one because of the posting that I had put on um Facebook that we must desire what's right, we must know what's right, we must desire what's right, and we must do what's right. But because I was able to say, okay, where is this thought leading me? Who is this thought from? Is this a God thought or is this a Tammy thought? Is this a spirit thought or is this a flesh thought? And I literally had to drive myself home with that uh, thought process. I mean, every time I came to a place where I could get out of, um, I could get into the situation, I had to say, who's thinking this? Who is this? Who would this be pleasing to, Tammy or God, the flesh or the spirit? And thankfully, I took those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. And that's what we have to do. We have to die of ourselves continuously. We must know what is right, and how do we do that? we got to stay in our words. If you're not reading your word and you're wondering, what's going on in my life? You don't have, that's like leaving and not knowing north, south, east, and west, but you have somewhere that you're going. And people walk around and they appear to be happy. I mean, I, a couple of weeks, maybe two weeks ago, I was talking to someone, and I don't remember who this was, but um, 
They basically said, and I knew this. I, I mean, I know this, but again, this is why it's important to share with people what you're going through because then those are the people that can remind you of Scripture and what God says and who you are and who you are in Christ. And they said, Tammy, well, there's no need for Satan to go after the people that he already has. And that's why you just count it all joy because you'll see God show up. You'll see God open doors that that you weren't even expecting to open. And I, in a, in a very indirect day, that really happened today. I was able to to look back on a situation that I thought, okay, here we go again. And see God manifest himself in that in a wonderful way. And when you get to a point, I'll say for me, when you get to a point when when you are, oh, wow, talking back to God. Just last night I had to say, I had to ask for forgiveness because I said, God, my motives were not right tonight. My motives were not right in this situation. And I asked for forgiveness because I don't want to live for Tammy. I don't want to please my flesh. And so when you get to a point where even when you're in the water, and I'm just using this as an analogy, when you're in the water, we will get in the water. We will feel like we're in the water as people of God because, again, Satan Satan comes to rob, steal, and kill. And he, he is doing and does his job pretty well. But that's why we have to know this word. We have to know what is right. We have to desire, and if you desire what is right, you're gonna find. You're gonna try to find out how to get that. How, if you desire what is right, you're gonna you're gonna find out what is right. You're gonna make an effort to find out what is right, and once you get that, you're gonna make an effort to do what is right. If you want to. If you want to reap the kingdom, if you want to reap the benefits of God, of being obedient to his word, picking up your cross daily. And as I shared last week, that's what I'm finding, that it's not about becoming perfect to me, and this is just a Tammy thing, it's about my cross becoming lighter. I was watching, I don't know what the name of the show, but middle of the night woke up and there was this man who apparently has been, I have never heard of this in my life, but apparently he's been doing this for many years. He walks across the country, I guess, or something with the cross. He stops and he ministers to people. And um, it was amazing because I thought about how, how it, take, take up your cross and follow me daily, that, that verse, that scripture. And if we would do that, if we make a conscious decision to do that, that cross will become lighter. The things on that cross is what I'm saying. All the stuff that we carry, that we keep, all that fleshly, worldly stuff, the past hurts, the pain, the bondage. And people people are in bondage today. Raise my hand because I was one of them. But I, I defeat the enemy of bondage. And I claim deliverance, restoration, and everything else that God's word promises his children. But what we must understand, obedient children reap the rewards. 
just as if you were a mom or a dad. Some people do this backwards, but that's insane. Why should we continue to, um, or would you continue to give, give, give? Again, some people will do this, but the disobedient child. You have to have some tough love. So we have to stop stop choosing the flesh. We must do what's right. Our flesh longs for and desires darkness. Simple as that. Our flesh longs for darkness. And I'm going to go over a couple of verses um, with you. I just have a couple. I'm not going to beat you up tonight with scripture. But, again, that's what this show is about, growing spiritually, not spiritually drowning. That's the title. But it's about getting you to recognize whatever keeps you feeling like you're drowning. Or when you feel like it, what do you need to, um, what things do you need to review? What do you need to do more of? So a few scriptures starting with, um, because I just ended with the flesh longs for and desires darkness. And remember earlier I said we must desire what's right. So in With that in mind, if we must desire what is right, but our flesh longs for and desires darkness. So just in our normal state, in my normal Tammy self, I desire the myth. I desire the darkness. I have to to change. I have to become more Christ-like. Again, I have to take up my cross daily. And sometimes... I have to do it hourly. Sometimes I have to say, let me just get through this hour. Forget about the end of the day. Certainly not tomorrow. And even that is something you have to coach yourself into doing. But Galatians uh, 5 and 17, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. Again, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. Get this. It says they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. So like I said Friday, what I wanted to do, the spirit was telling me, oh, no. We have grown past that. Oh, no. So the Holy Spirit, which we want to get in that tonight, what is the Holy Spirit to us? It is the, the, it is the voice. It is our direction. So I'll read that one again real quick. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. So God is trying to to change your flesh because it says we desire darkness. And he's doing that so that we don't do whatever we want to do and still call ourselves children of God consistently. Because, again, some people will say, I've been saved a hundred years. So when you say that and you're okay with your mess, you're doing the same thing you was doing a hundred years ago, what you're really saying is to people, unbelievers or people who really haven't experienced God, is God can't change me. God can't fix me. But but some things are to change to where they're able to start seeing the fruits of the Spirit, which you want to get into. People should start to see, wow, that light should begin to shine until they don't even see your mess, your stuff. But what's happening is you don't have just 
a, you don't have a little bit of darkness and a lot of light. You have a lot of darkness and a little light to someone who doesn't know God. And your disciples are supposed to be bringing people to the kingdom. But we're walking around with a whole lot of darkness and a little bit of light. Let's look at Romans 7 and 15. I do not understand, and this is a really, really good one. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Boy, have we all been there. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. goes right back to that flesh longing for and desiring darkness. And if you will start to just kind of look at your life, and again, as I said earlier, take those thoughts captive, take them captive and say, who is this? Who is this going to lift up? Who is this going to bring glory to? Is this a God thought or a Tammy thought? As they used to say, what would Jesus do? We need to start back asking ourselves, what would he do? So just a few more verses. And, and again, with a whole lot of focus, this, this, this topic tonight on the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and what it is to us, what it does for us, especially when we're spiritually drowning or feel like we are. But Galatians 5 and 16 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And remember, flesh is in conflict with spirit and vice versa. So he's saying, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So who are we walking by? What are we walking by tonight? Who are we walking by? With focus on gratify. And words that mean the same as gratify, the scripture says, so I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Words that mean the same as gratify is are satisfy, indulge, and fulfill. So are you fulfilling flesh or are you fulfilling spirit? And this is why we have to learn how to, we have to find our way. Um, not everybody cooks the same. You know, some you got spaghetti. Some people have a whole lot of different stuff that they put in spaghetti. So what I'm saying by that is find your way. Find your spiritual way. Find your connection to God. What connects you? What needs to happen for you? How do you need to do this to make this work? If you need to ask yourself some questions every minute, every hour, every day, change your thoughts. When that thought comes up in the middle of nowhere and nothing, what is this? Where is this coming from? What is this about? Who is it bringing glory to? Who is it going to please? Whatever it takes for you to bring glory to God in the kingdom, that's what you need to work on. That's, you need to find a plan, an alternate plan. So, again, are you satisfying, indulging, and fulfilling the flesh? Those are words that mean the same as gratify. And another one, even more importantly, what and who are you seeking? Because the word tells us, seek 
first the kingdom and his righteousness. And it goes on to say, all these things will be given to you. All these things. And just a little bit down, this also tells us the same one, Matthew 6 and 33, going down, I think, 34. Don't worry about tomorrow. Because today has enough trouble of its own. The scripture, that's scripture. And isn't that true? Why are we worrying about tomorrow? We have, we, we can barely get through the day. It's just enough to fight our flesh on a daily basis. Because no one, think about this, no one, no one, not even you, tonight you can hang up or log off and you can get your work clothes together, you can get your lunch together for tomorrow, prepare, you can go gas up tonight, whatever it is, but not even you know if you will wake up tomorrow. Only the Father. Only the Father. So why are we worrying about tomorrow when his word says, just seek me, seek my righteousness. And so often I hear that verse, and people, to me, we we don't give enough thought to righteousness. Kingdom, I think we got that pretty simple. Sometimes people just stop it right there. Again, because I think we don't we want to really don't want to tap into that because that requires obedience. So it's like if I don't go there, I don't have to be that. I don't have to do that. I won't be held accountable for that. But, like I said, no one knows if you'll wake up tomorrow other than the Father, and no one knows me, you, better than the Father. He created us. Even the hairs, as I said last week, on our heads are numbered. So much so to when one is gone, he knows what number is gone. Think about that. That's a mighty Father. So why would we need to drown? So what is righteousness? And again, we, we we don't put enough thought process into that. A verse, there's a verse that says, Awake to righteousness and do not sin. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. But now you'll have people telling us, oh, you, 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 there's no way. For some, it says, Awake to righteousness and do not sin for for um for some do not have the knowledge of God. And it says, I speak this to shame. I believe that's exactly how it goes. But also in that same, in First Corinthians, it says, do not be deceived. Basically, evil company corrupts corrupt good habits. So how do we not be deceived? The Holy Spirit, again, it goes back to we have to listen to the Holy Spirit. We have to, it says, my sheep know my voice. But when you, we can know the voice, hear the voice, but because we want to do what we want to do, we do that. And then our good habits could be corrupt, corrupted. And out of nowhere, we feel like we're drowning. What just happened? You did not take those thoughts captive, as the word says, take every thought captive. So to me, my opinion only, and if someone else has something different on this, I'd love to hear it. I, please, 
to me, righteousness is basically seeking, tru- truly seeking to do what is right in God's eyes, to be obedient to the word of God. And, and again, I cannot put enough on taking every thought captive. I wish everybody would just try that tomorrow. And and some people say that sounds so crazy, but no, the stuff we're doing in the world, the things that we are conformed to of this world, in this world, because it says do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. And as you've heard me say, we are not conformed. We are addicted to the patterns of this world. So what and who are we seeking? So righteousness, again, we don't, I feel that we don't talk about it because that comes with a different action, an action of obedience. We have to seek God. We have to pray. We have to read our word. And we have to apply that word. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and say, you're going to be perfect even when you work to do that. But at least the more you begin to Take those thoughts captive, and, you, and you're putting your mind on God, on the things of God, on the word of God. You will find that you, there's some things that you'll just start to give up. You'll start, you'll realize that, oh, I'm getting up today and I'm going to take up that cross. I'm taking up my cross, and I'm planning to serve God today. If we just would start our day with that. If we would just start our day in the word and in prayer in spite of everything and not worry about tomorrow, if we just would start there with an expectation of accountability to the word of God from us, from not don't look at what someone else is doing, but from, from you, what are you doing? Is God going to say, well done, my faithful servant? Or will he say, Depart from me, I never knew you. And then you start running off all these things you were doing. So if 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 since we don't know what bring what tomorrow will bring, if you didn't make it tomorrow, are you pretty, pretty sure that your word you will receive welcome, my faithful servant? Or depart from me, I never knew you. Because we don't, I mean, that's it. But again, we don't want to talk about righteousness because it comes with a different action. And like I said, I, I, I will be the first to tell you that some days I break it down hourly, 30 minutes increments. But that's because I truly desire to no longer live in my flesh. I had a friend stop by here. I hadn't seen her in forever, and she just kind of popped up um, last week. And and every time we connect, we don't connect a lot, but every time we do connect, it's just so spirit-filled, and we bless each other. Um, And I was telling her, I said, I said, you know, I said I was walking, this week I was walking around my house, and it's literally happened, y'all. It's kind of funny, and maybe some people may not receive it, but I'm so past what people think and how they feel and what they say till it doesn't even matter. 
But I was, I really was talking to Satan. I was like, I'm so sick of you, so raggedy. I mean, my word, it was just as if I was angry with him and he was sitting right here in my house. But I was just walking and talking and just telling Satan exactly what I thought. And then at the same time, claiming victory. I'm so sick of you. Is this all you really got? Really? Cause, and I said this, I'm not going back to Tammy's ways. I am not. I'm just not going back. I'm going to continue to move forward. And when I'm not moving forward, I'm going to stand still and pray and read my words some more. But I'm not going back. And I was sharing with her that I was really, really, and it wasn't a silent conversation. And some people hear that and say, you done lost your mind. But I felt I lost my mind for the Lord. I'm sold out. And I'm not turning around. I know what's behind me. Been that route. But my father said, I will order your steps. And so much so, he's, he has ordered them. So, again, we got to keep ourselves in that word. And if you, are, if you do those things, if you apply the word, again, not that you're going to be perfect, but I will tell you, yourself, you, your flesh will start to disappoint you. Your flesh will begin to feel uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. You will start to feel like, I am sick of you, yourself. You will tell yourself, I am so sick of you. I am sick of me. Because, again, the flesh, as I read the scripture earlier, it, it, it's in conflict. The flesh is in conflict with the spirit and vice versa. Imagine light and darkness, the smallest light. The smallest bit of light in the darkest room, the light becomes the focus. It's like we need to really focus on our light and, and, and spreading and shining more light, and that's through growing, being those disciples of Christ. Imagine if if you all, and I think I've shared this with you, but if you have never, ever watched night, turn into day. It is the most beautiful thing. And you can do that right from your home, right where you are. Um, the first time I remember seeing it, and maybe because it was just so different and so beautiful, and I was up really high in in, in the cabins in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and I was on the third floor of the cabin, which meant I was really, really high. And the first the first night I woke up, I really thought seriously that, okay, I, didn't, I, I must really have died and gone to heaven. I, when I woke up and you're in the middle of your sleep, you look out and it's, it's day has, you know, day has come. And it was probably, I don't know, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. I don't know at that time. Um, and it was just the most, you, you, you didn't, it's like you didn't see the world. It's like you were up in the sky just seeing daylight come in, had, had come in. Well, the next night, I just said, I'm going to sit up all night. I'm going to watch this happen. So I ended up get, waking up. I went, but I woke up at that time and just watched it. I laid there and just watched it come in. It is the most beautiful thing in the world. So I'm saying that to say, allow your light to shine. Work on, make, keep your batteries in there. Keep the word of God in your life and applying it. And watch your darkness turn in today in your own life. How do you do that? By being mindful of your thoughts, being mindful of the changes that you see in yourself. And don't allow the things that 
are still on the cross that you're picking up daily, don't allow the focus to be on those things. And what you'll find, in my opinion, is that, again, your cross will be lighter, but what you'll find is you're focusing on the things that you have given up, the things that have changed about you. And what you'll see for the things that have not, they're next. What's next? Let's keep moving forward. What's next? And then don't, so don't, for me, don't allow the words to say he's still working on me. Start saying, God has worked on me with this one. It's gone. And expect the other one. Expect that you, to give up some of the other fleshly things. Because remember, our flesh desires the evilness and the darkness. So we focus on that, and that gets us, gets us off track. And in, in a wrong place. So if you've, two things, if, if you've not, if you've never watched daylight come in and you have the time and you can do it, maybe, you know, you don't have to stay up all night. Find out what time all that's going to happen. I think you can Google it and kind of wake up an hour before. Maybe read your word, pray, and then sit and watch it. And the other thing, start to take those thoughts captive. Really start to take those thoughts captive. So those are those are two things you can you can begin to do as part of this show um to grow a bit more. And remember obedience is better than sacrifice because again we're talking about the Holy Spirit tonight, being obedient, uh so that when we are spiritually drowning we know what to do. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us and bring the word of God to our remembrance. And when it when that happens, what do we do? Because again, my sheep know my voice. So when the Holy Spirit teaches us, directs us, and brings the Word of God to our remembrance, what what do we do from that? Because the Word also tells us that the Word of God is alive and active, and is sharper than any double-edged sword. It says it will penetrate even the the, the diving soul and spirit. So that means it we it will turn the darkest soul into light if you allow it. The Holy Spirit also judges and the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart if we allow it. It's like I told you last night. I had to just I I literally had to. And the strangest thing I did this while vacuuming my floor. I was again thoughts was in my head, and I realized something I did earlier that my motives were not, they just were not right. My heart was not in the right place. But thank God. And I didn't get all bent out of shape and angry with myself. I just had a conversation with the Lord while I was vacuuming my floor. So thank God. And I even thank thank God for if I had, I had people over and if I had not, I wouldn't have been vacuuming my floor last night. So when it says just allow God to use you and just whatever you're doing, I start to also see how just the pieces come together. So something may happen that you don't understand, but you know I'm cool because I'm, I'm, I'm seeking the kingdom and his righteousness daily. So I'm cool. Whatever's happening. If we start to look at it that way, but again, I don't think we look at it that way because we feel that we're not holding up our end. So if we're not holding up our end, that doesn't apply to me. 
until it's an emergency, and then we go get it anyway. And thank God for grace and mercy. Thank God for grace and mercy. In my opinion, unless we have to, a change has, and I said, I believe I said this last week, but a change has to take place in our hearts and a change that is produced by the Holy Spirit. We have to desire this change, though. We have to desire this change and have an act of obedience towards this change and constantly, constantly work to be pleasing to God and not ourselves. The Holy Spirit becomes or is the voice of God. It's our roadmap, and and it'll tell us when to stop, when to go, when to detour, when to turn around, pull over, stop and hold up traffic. It'll tell you what's ahead of you. It'll tell you, show you, allow you to remember what's behind you, but keep moving. The Holy Spirit is your map. It's your road map. If you need something to to kind of get a, a glimpse of what I'm talking about here, think of it being that way. Your guide, that GPS, in one mile pull over. If we will allow the Holy Spirit to do that, because the Holy Spirit reveals truth to us. And whether we want to admit this or not, through that truth, we can we can get on that road of of a life of righteousness. And it's and it's really important to understand what that righteousness is. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So ignoring the Holy Spirit, it it will not get us there because now we're we're not operating in the truth. And Satan is really guiding us. Satan has becoming our has become our map. And we're thinking, where is God? And God's thinking, you detoured. I, I told you to keep going. And the best example, um, another one to for me for to help you see is, and I'm man, I'm sorry, but I'm a woman, so I'm gonna use use women examples, but. This came to my mind. Imagine, even if you're not married, but imagine being in a relationship or marriage, and let's say marriage, um, but you're but the but it's not a marriage, and you've heard women and men say, "I can do bad by myself," but it is it is, in my opinion, it is more difficult to have someone in your presence that's not operating uh, or holding up their end of the bargain. So if you are a husband or a wife, and husbands, if your wife is not really a wife, she's not performing the duties of a wife. And whether we want to, I know people say we don't have duties. Yes, we do. Men have them, we have them. But it starts to, you, you, start, you feel worse when you have someone in your life. For instance, if you have, if you are married, but you're still lonely. Something's wrong. There's all kind of emotions that follow that. So apply that. We're, we, we call ourselves children of God, but we're not reaping the benefits of being children of God. Another good example, your father your father owns a grocery store, but you are starving. You are dying from starvation. You have no food in your refrigerator. You want, And your father has said, what I have is yours. You can come in here and get whatever you want. They know you. You can. Well, that's the same. 
when we call ourselves children of God, but we don't see the fruits of the Spirit operating in our lives, then then that starts to bother us. It has nothing to do with God moving because, again, thank God for his grace and mercy. It's the lack of our obedience and the knowing that we are not holding up to our end of this bargain. And, again, just, just use an analogy here. And Jesus said that we should do greater things than he because he's gone to the Father. So are we doing greater things? Do we have greater marriages, greater relationships? Are we being healed? Are we healing people? I hear people say that, oh, we, you know, there's no more healing power that was in the Old Testament. I hear, I hear, as they say, seasoned saints saying that happened back in the day. So are you saying, God, the word changed? That we, we don't have that power anymore? Just a question. So, again, we have to, let's see, how are we for time? I'm almost to my hour. Um, I'm really going to try to keep this an hour. I may not get to go through exactly as much as I want to on the fruit, fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, but we will we will get in there. I have about ten minutes, I think. Um, John 14, and let me check. For those of you who are listening, select the number one. I really, this is not about me, and, and when you guys talk, it helps, helps me get something out of it as well. Um, if you are listening in on the chat line, it seems to be something going on. I've, again, I've had technology difficulty uh, basically all weekend. So if I'm not sure that, that I can see anything there. So if you've submitted something uh, you may, and I've not responded, you may want to just kind of call in 818-691-7406 and get that across. But please do share if you all have anything, whether it's a time where you felt like you were spiritually drowning um, or that you may be now or you know someone. What what did it for you? How did you get out? And if I can, I'll, I'll end with a story that I read last week um, that was just a good one for me, if, if if I can. If not, go back and listen to the, to the show for last week. I believe I read it in the be, the beginning of the show. So John 14 and 23 says, He that hath my commandments and keep them, it is he that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him, will manifest myself to him. So, is God, think about that, manifest myself, say to me, think about that. And as you, obedience again is better than sacrifice. That's keeping the commandments, keeping God's word in your life, being obedient. God said, he that does that loves him. So obedience, again, is better than sacrifice. Um, Another one, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my ways. And that makes me think about walking in righteousness, goes right back to righteousness. So I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my ways. So... If we're not walking in God's ways, does that mean he's not put the spirit in us or is it there and we're just, again, ignoring it, um, doing what we want to do, choosing the flesh? 
because my sheep know my voice. But we can know the voice and choose a different route. We can choose the flesh against the spirit. I wanted to, um, we have about five minutes, and I'm going to really stop it at, at 9, maybe about 9.05, but I don't want to go. I'm going to start trying to do the shows under an hour because I know we're on, some people on Eastern time and, and so forth. So um, in, in searching and, and reading more on this topic, I came to a point where I thought about, of course, the Holy Spirit because we've talked a lot about it, um, but when you think about the fruits of the Spirit, which are talked about um, in several places, but Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruits of the Spirit, and then we have the gifts of the Spirit. And what I, what I feel we're doing is I notice that people are so, we are so, especially here lately, you know, this is my gift and this is what, I have, and this is what I'm doing, and this is what I want to learn to do. Um, more so, I keep hearing a lot of people wanting to speak in tongues. But what's interesting, I don't hear anybody wanting to, wanting to be discerning of those tongues. And that's not all of them, but that's just the one that I keep hearing people. I think that what's happening is somehow people are thinking that that's the ultimate, the ultimate. But let me let me say this. The ultimate to me is when you operate and you have the fruit of the Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit will take you right into your gifts without a doubt, smoothly, like a smooth, um, you, you just, it's almost just without thinking you're there. And it's like we're so like we're just trying to. What's my gift? You just want your gift to be out there in the front and center. And if we don't, if you don't think about that, we we talked about the seven deadly sins, and we started out with pride. We really have to figure out who am I glorifying? Am I doing this so that people can say, "Wow, look at." She has this gift. She has this gift. Or they will look at you and say, God has really, really blessed her. God has really, really transformed her life. I see love. I see her loving more. I see joy in her life. I see her with peace no matter what. She's long-suffering or he, kind, good heart, faithful. Tell you you're going to do something, do it. If not, call in to say, I can't, and self-control, gentleness. So I feel if we would start to operate or focus on the fruits of the Spirit, because it's like, think about it, it's like planting a tree, or it's like this, let me back up. It's like going out to pick the fruit from a tree that you never planted. That's what it would be like. Because the fruit are not gonna gonna grow, so the fruit becomes the gift, and that's what I would like to look at it as. Those things, the fruits of the spirit, just are is, is the gift that gets you to your gift. Because if you're over um, discerning tongue, 
but you got hatred, unforgiveness, you're not faithful, people can't count on you. What are you what are you speaking? And who's going to discern it? Can they? And some things I just think God we God we need to allow God to move us into that season. Because if not, you'll find out you're seeking self, which is going to put you in the water. I don't care how good you speak in tongues. If you're doing it for yourself, then you're going to end up in the water, and you're going to drown. Because you're operating on a pride, ego, still satisfying the flesh, and so forth. So as I close, what needs to happen, in my opinion, and again, as I continue to, to just pick up that cross and realize what's still on it, but not focus on it, what is God dealing with me now? What's, what, what's today's lesson? What is, what, what's, in, what's in store for today? And when I realize it, take it head on, working to, to make that cross a little bit lighter. So let's start to take our thoughts captive. Every thought, not just some. Try that tomorrow. Every thought. Be mindful of when you're doing something and thoughts just start to appear in your head. Just just you start thinking of stuff. Think about that and say, what do I do with this? Where is this coming from? Do that tomorrow, if possible. Read your word. Pray. And, and, and really think about do I know what's right? And really, do I desire what's right? And then, do I do it? How often do I do it? Because I feel that we we know. For those of you who come and listen to this show on a consistent basis, and for those of you in the future that will continue to listen, we know what's right. Otherwise, you number one, I don't think you'd be coming here every every Monday or come back. We know we we know what's right. Maybe it, maybe it's that we're desiring it more, and that we're we're really desiring to choose what's right according to being obedient to the word of God, and focus on the fruit of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the self control, faithfulness. Read up on those. Learn about that agape love. That'll get you right there. That's enough to work on right there. If we can get that one under our belt while the other ones will come, the joy and the peace, we all could do a little bit better with how we love. We all could do a little bit better. I'm going to, and again, if if you're listening, if you have anything to share more about on the Holy Spirit, uh, spiritually drowning, um, if there's been a time where you feel you've been fairly drowned, what did you do? Uh, if you need some, some, just to get something off your chest tonight, you know, do that. Come on and share with us. As I, I'm going to try to search for, because I didn't pull it up. I had not planned on, on reading this, but I'm thinking it might be a good way to end. So I'm going to try to pull it up. But again, with my technology. These last few days, I don't know if it's going to happen. Let's see here. Um, 
Okay. No, I'm not going to keep you. I don't want to keep you here looking because I should have pulled it up. But I just I had no plans on, and I just found it. I had no plans on. Thank God that just must somebody must need to hear it. And I'll end the show with this. But this was something that I found uh, last week. Actually, the day of the show, just kind of still fumbling around, um, looking for for just just additional things. And I found this, and it's titled "Spiritually Drowning," and it's all poetry, uh, the allpoetry.com website. So again, this is this is not me, although there's things in here that I can I can so relate to. But the title is "Spiritually Drowning," and it's. Not too, too long, but we'll end with this unless someone has something else to add. And if you do, go ahead and select the number one. I'll come back and check the uh, lines. And for those of you, chat line, I'll check it one more time, but, but I'm not seeing comments. I think something's going wrong with that, and, and it's my computer. I, I, I apologize for that. But this is, again, com, and someone wrote this, and it's titled Spiritually Drowning. Why do I feel this way? It hurts every part of my body. I have never been as scared as I am now. I have walked so close to you this past year, closer to you than ever before. But lately, I have felt so far away. I'm not hearing you as clearly. Your voice is growing fainter and fainter. All I can hear now is my own heartbeat. I can feel your presence. I just can't hear your voice. Lord, I need to hear your voice just once. Just once so I can follow you out of this darkness I am in. I'm walking so close to you, but something is pulling me away from you. It is getting harder and harder to hang on. My mind is trying to fool my heart. What is this force that is pulling me away from you? Is it my friends? It was the other night at the bonfire that I first realized I can't hear you anymore. A lot of focus is on not being able to hear. I just wanted to say that. It's not in here, but a lot of focus is being put on not being able to hear God's voice. So it says, I, can't, I first realized I can't hear you anymore, but then I didn't care. So this person has got in a state where they just don't care anymore. It was then that I felt what I thought was freedom. So somehow not caring brought freedom to them, but so they thought. I was going to do what I wanted to do. I could care less what everyone else thought. I didn't even care who I hurt. I almost gave into my temptation. I knew something was not right, so I decided to just hold on. I got out of this situation barely, but I may not get out of the next one. I have struggled in my Christian walk before, but never like this. This time is different. This is the first time I have ever felt like I am spiritually drowning, and I still feel it. It's not going away. I don't know what to do. I can't take it anymore. I just want to give up. But I will hold on just a little longer. It goes on to say, please give me the strength 
to hold on. I have been praying about this for a long time now. The people I love the most have been praying about this same thing, as you know. But they don't know. The only thing they know is that it is an unspoken prayer request that I have every Sunday and Wednesday night. They don't know the size of it. They don't know if it's a big if it's big or small. They don't know how easily and how hard I could fall. All they know is that there is something going on in my life that I don't want to share with everyone. I know that I should talk to them. I know that I can, and they won't turn me away. I know they won't look down on me because of this struggle. They will help me up with your help, first to my knees, then to my feet. Lord, I want to talk to them about this. I really do, but I'm scared. I'm scared because I know to talk to them, I will first have to let down my guard. I don't know how to do that. I don't know if I can, and if I can, what am I supposed to say? Hey, I'm spiritually drowning here, and I need your help. You know maybe that is exactly what I need to say. Something has to give and soon. I don't know how much more I can take. I don't know how much longer I can hold on. I don't know how much longer I can hold my breath. It is starting to show now. People are going to start seeing me drowning. So that says people are going to start seeing me drowning. They're going to try and pull me out of this, but in, but in reality, you're the only one who can. The only thing they can do is help me keep from backsliding. But first, before I fight for this, I need to know that there is still hope. Please speak to me just once so I know that there is. Please, Lord, reach out your hand and pull me up to you. And basically, when it says pull me up to you, it says pull me out of the out of the water and pull me up to you. And I'll end with this. You know, sometimes people, are, you've heard of people drowning and all they had to do was stand up. They, people will have drowned in water that they're taller than out of fear, panic, and whatever else. And that's, that's when we drown, that's, what, that's what's happening. Because, again, we are a child of the most high. And Jesus said that we should do more than he did, and he walked on water. And it says because he, I've gone before the Father. I've gone to the Father. So we, we just need to stand up. Even if we, when we stand up, if the water is still above our head, stand up and then just say, hey, I can't drown. God just put, put gave me whatever the oxygen things that they have underwater, whatever you call that. I can't drown. So we will end there. I'm going to check. I, I hope that this has blessed someone tonight. Let's no longer deny the power. Let's no longer have, and I'm saying let, let us no longer have a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. That's, again, like being married and denying, not having the power that marriage brings. It's like being a parent, having children, being a mom, 
I know I know people you think, you know, somebody else will say, that's, she's a mom, but you know that they're not parenting. They're not operating in the power of parenting. And you see that because there's no fruit there between them and their children. There's no, there's no fruit in that relationship. Same thing. So let's not have that form of godliness. I mean, I, I heard, again, I hope it's okay to say this, but I'm sure it is because I think she said it all over. Pastor Diane Young, if it's one thing I ever remember her saying, if you don't go to hell, go to hell. Bust the doors wide open. Don't play with it. Don't get up there and you and you done played around here and don't go to hell anyway. I mean, if you're going to get life for, I shouldn't say this, but this is just what I thought about. If you're going to get life for stealing candy, I mean, do it up. If you're going to get life in jail, do it up. I mean, make it count to where you ain't got to send me to the trial or have me have a trial for me. Send me just send me to jail. And that's, that's how we need to start thinking about this, because it's leaving you defeated anyway. Because you're 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 on the fence. You're you're playing. You're jumping here. You're jumping there. So let's let's focus on our taking our thoughts captive. Don't forget to um, watch night turn into day if you can. If that's possible, just start even notice the small things that that um show God's power. Listen to the song My Redeemer and you think about that by Nicole Mullins, you know, who who tells the sun where to hide until the morning? And who tells the ocean it can only come this far? Think about that. Whose words alone can Catch a fallen star. Just think about that and start to operate in the power of your godliness through through obedience, not sacrifice. Because you can sacrifice things as I did, talking, asking God to forgive me for my wrong motives. But to be obedient. It's to honor God. It's saying, I'm going to be obedient. This ain't what I want to do, but this is what your word tells me to do. So, again, I'm going to try and check the chat line, if you'll bear with me. Okay, that's not going to work for me. All right, well, those of you, if you sent anything in the chat, I'm sorry I didn't get it, um, You'll have to get it in next time to me if, you, if you're okay with that or where you could have called in and, and did it. But hope you guys, if nothing else, I hope you all enjoyed this. I kept you just about 15 minutes over. So thank you for tuning in to the Butterfly Evolution Show. We will be back here next Monday, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Please start to share this show with others. Continuing to grow, I'm so thankful for that. Most of the listeners come from the archive, so the show after the show especially since we're going into football season. I know, um, but keep that in mind. Even if you are watching football, the shows are archived. You can listen to them 24-7 by Internet, but the live shows are every Monday night at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. So continue to stay with us. And if you can't and you're choosing football, which is okay, uh, just be mindful and remember 
we have to feed, um, we have to, even during football season, we have to continue to feed our spirit so that we continue, can continue to grow in that area. And go back, and saying that, go back and listen to the archive show. But send someone, direct someone to the show. If it's, if it's been a blessing to you, share it. Share it. That's another thing, growing spiritually. You want to share everything. Like you just, you just want everybody to experience goodness. You see that darkness falling off. So thank you, because I'll keep talking and we'll be on here for 30 minutes more. Thank you all for tuning in and have a wonderful Wonderful night. We'll see you back here next Monday at eight o'clock Central Standard Time. Again, share someone, uh, share with someone this show, and tell them how to get out there and listen to it online. Have a blessed night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.